This is A Drink with a Friend. I'm Tish Oxenreiter. And I'm Seth Haynes. Seth, it feels like my microphone is dusty because it's been ages since we've done this, and you're showing up firing on all cylinders to start off our new year. Mm, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know that I'd say all cylinders. I, mm. I think I'm firing on about sixty percent of my cylinders, which is ninety percent more of the cylinders I was firing on yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at you. You're in a dark non-office, and you're not using a mic, and you look kind of under the weather. Yeah. So um, Saturday, my son, Titus, uh, Titus Forever, he had a basketball game Saturday morning. And um, while we were there, I went to the concession stand because my nose had this really weird, like, just kind of drip. And I got home and I felt really bad. And by Sunday, I felt absolutely miserable. By Monday, I wanted to die. So Mm -hmm. I went to the doctor uh, on Tuesday and uh, he said, there's no way you have the flu. Like it's pretty much blown through our region already. And so you Mm -hmm. don't, but I'll go ahead and test you. And then 20 minutes later, he called me and he said, lo and behold, you have the flu. (laughs) So uh, I am on uh, day two of Tamiflu and I feel, Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel better. I feel good enough to record. But that's about it. Just good enough to record and then get back in my bed. (laughs) Well, I appreciate your sacrifice to the people. Um, (laughs) And this is why your sound is a little bit different, right? Both vocally, you are not at your best and also you don't have your equipment. So for people wondering what's up, that's why. That's what's up. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, Happy New Year. It's how you (laughs) want to start off is with the flu. It's better than starting (laughs) it off with an insurrection, though. So. You know, I guess that. that is true. That's the yeah, bar we're so at I'm now. Always silver, yeah. silver lining guy. Yeah. All right. So with that in mind, what are you drinking to ward away the flu? Well, I've today I'm drinking a lot of liquids, and so mm-hmm. I, I kind of I'm at the stage where I'm actually sort of forgetting what I'm drinking. Um, but at this juncture, this is a, it's a black tea. I know that much, but I think this is the black tea that is Paris morning. From my favorite uh, local tea purveyor, Savoy, in Fayetteville, mm-hmm. Arkansas. If you have not been to Savoy, you should come up here and go there. They're kind of like the Onyx coffee for tea. Mm, yeah. Very good well, stuff. So It sounds fancy, yeah. Savoy and a tea called Paris Morning. Sounds quite yeah, bougie. it is. It sounds like I should probably call it Savoy, but it's not. It's... <laughs> Savoy and Paris mm. morning. So that's what I'm drinking and it's delightful. Well, you should Good. order some or maybe right. I'll send you some. What are you drinking? I'm drinking what you might need to drink at some point. Um, you know, as a teacher and the flu going around and everything else going around, I don't want to get sick. So I'm drinking lemon echinacea herbal tea, which I've been drinking Ooh. the past couple of days since the school year started up again, just because I mean, I'm actually pretty decent at not getting sick. I say that now I will. But like when stuff gets around, but I just don't want to get sick. So it's everywhere these days. I'm sure someone listening has the flu alongside you. And um, I just don't want to be amongst you. I But I feel I feel your pain. And I know we've got lots of students out. So that's why I'm drinking it. Well, did you get your flu shot this year? That's one way to avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> I normally do, and I didn't this year. Ah, I didn't either. So, I didn't, but I normally oh, don't. No. So okay, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was one yeah. of those like I should get the flu shot. I should get the flu shot. Oh, it's January. I still haven't gotten it. Mm. Anyway, 
<laughs> and now you're just in, man. You're yeah. just in the, you're just going to risk it. Go for I am. it. I am. So it, speaking well, of things that you're going to go for this right. year, let's, <laughs> right. let's talk about things you're going to go for this year. Well, last year, you and I each had a six-month challenge. I remember when you texted and said, hey, what do you think of us doing something big and audacious? And I wasn't sure what I thought about it. I came up with something, and I ended up really benefiting from it. I don't know how you felt, but let's see. You did six months of no social media. I did six months of living within a 100-mile radius. I really loved my time. You know, I didn't buy things online. I went to the farmer's market where we got our our staples. I learned how expensive that is. I didn't buy just things I randomly saw on an ad online. It was great. It was really, really great. I learned a lot about my area and would highly recommend doing something like that again. So I wanted to do some kind of something. I didn't know what exactly. Um, I don't know how you feel about resolutions and goals and all that kind of stuff, but the the longer I've been on this earth, the more adamant I am about how New Year's resolutions absolutely don't work. And yet it's good to, it's a good time of year to do something because we all are feeling it. Like people mm. like the turning of a calendar, the new, new, new year, new you, clean slate, whatever you want to say. Um, but also just the post holiday, like glut. I, I always feel this hankering to just throw out all the everything and start fresh. So, um, that's what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it a little bit differently this year. Do you want Seth to say just briefly what you're going to do and then I can shift to me? Yeah. Yeah. I'll say briefly what I'm going to do and and then we'll, maybe we'll talk about this down the line. I think this year for yeah. me, um, my, my goal is to cut out added sugars, anything on any piece of food that has added sugar is not going in my body. And the the reason is that I'm trying to actually reduce my overall sugar intake and sugar is in everything. They add it to everything these days. It's insane. Yeah. They add it to peanut butter and bread and pasta and sauces. And so this year I am cutting out anything that says it has added sugar in it, which means I'm going to be eating a lot more non-packaged foods. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, we can get into this, you know, it, a few months in, how it's going, maybe we'll do an update. But I'm curious um, about eating out for you, because it's kind of hard to know, right? When you're going to a restaurant, what they've put in stuff. So are you going to take is. a little pass for those sorts of things? Or are you going to say not even that? I'm going to try not to take a pass. I mean, there, there are obviously times when you're just not going to know and you have to live with that. But like, mm-hmm. for instance, after I started, we had to stop at a restaurant and get salads and the salad dressing had added sugar. So I just had like a raw salad. Right. Um, But you know what? Like it was all pretty good. Yeah. Like why do we put salad dressing on stuff that's already pretty good? Pretty tasty. I don't know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. And your taste buds will probably change, which will be cool. Like basically strawberries and and tomatoes and stuff will taste way sweeter in a good way. Yeah. They already have. In fact, there was something, I don't remember what it was, but oh, Amber, made cornbread the other night for some beans. So here's, here's one thing is that you have to get everybody on board and she put sugar in the cornbread, which she never does because Titus asked for it. It's not in the Alabama playbook. So I didn't know that it was in there and I took a bite of it and she put one quarter, I think of the normal amount that recipes called for. And when I took a bite of it, I was like, Oh, this is like cake. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. My taste buds have already changed a little bit. I'm pretty sure. 
That's but cool. enough about me and hearing right. my voice. What about you? <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, listeners, we we decided ahead of time that I'll share mine a little bit in more detail just to give poor Seth's uh, voice a break. So um, I don't know if you knew this, Seth, but there's a lot of like productivity gurus on YouTube and the internet in general. And they're always telling us what to do with our lives and how we need to up our game. Um, I admittedly sometimes find those interesting. And then I find them infuriating. And I kind of vacillate between the two feelings. But I, I still kind of come back to some of their experimental ideas. And I want to take some little nuggets of, of, I don't know, truth or goodness from whatever it is they say, and then leave the rest and not feel any sort of shame in the game of, you know, good for you, not for me. Well, Mm -hmm. all of this is to say, um, when I thought about 2023, I realized that this has been going on for several years now that I'm curious about a lot of little things. Um, And yet there was nothing that stood out to me as like, I definitely want to dedicate a whole year to this or even half a year to this. Um, like I did with my uh, 100 mile radius challenge. There's a lot of little things that I want to try out, but I don't necessarily want to commit to an entire six months. The mm-hmm. other thing is that I do thrive on change. I don't know how you feel about change, but I mean, there's some change I don't like. Like, it, you know, I've got a lot of change on the yeah. horizon this year. My kid's going off to college, my oldest one. So I know that'll, you know, ask me again if I like change. But, um, the little I, I do thrive on change in small ways. Like for example, I don't like to do the same kind of workout every day. I I get bored yeah. easily. Um, so with those two ideas in mind, I've decided to to I don't know take a cue from some of those productivity gurus, but also still take my own spin on it. And I'm going to do 10 30 day challenges this year. So what, what? that looks like. Yeah. So what that looks like is 10 out of the 12 months this year, I'm going to do a 30 day challenge. Um, And the reason I'm going to do this is, well, for the first two reasons, right? I'm curious about a lot of little things. And I thrive on change. Um, But I don't want to do like 24 hours of no fill in the blank, because that's not enough time to really make a difference. Or, you know, I don't know, most anything you can do for 24 hours, I want enough of time to notice. But I don't want to feel like something is so long that it's a major commitment. And then I have to like come back on the show here and say, remember how I said I was going to do six months of this? Well, just kidding. I can manage, you know, three weeks and that's it. So basically what I'm saying is some of these things I'm curious about, and I'm going to tell you what they are in a minute. But I want to find out like at the end of the month, like, well, that was great. I have no major net improvement for, you know, whatever the amount of work it took to deal with that for a whole month, the benefit wasn't worth it. So now I know now I'm I know what it's like to live without blank or to add blank to my life. And I'll move on. So all that to say, um, I'm going to do 10 different things. So this being not quite mid January, oh, well, about mid January, dang, where's the time going? Uh, Almost mid January at the time of this recording. I have been dairy-free for almost two weeks now. Um, I decided to start with no dairy for a couple of reasons. One, my daughter, Tate, is dairy-free and has been for a couple of years now. And she's really benefited from it. And she is continually asking if I want to join her. And I say, no, thank you. I like cheese and ice cream. And Mm. um, 
but I decided, you know, January might be a good time for that because I'm feeling that like, like I said earlier, that ho- the holiday glut, the bloat. And I don't know if I'm going to just give up something that I really love. January feels the easiest to do. And when I look at my list, yeah. dairy is one of my, my loves. So two weeks in, well, I'm dairy free. So two weeks in, tell me this, two weeks in, can you tell a difference? Not yet. When I read these articles that say benefits of going dairy-free, I believe them. I'm not, you know, especially the reputable sources, I'm not saying I think they're ridiculous. I believe Tate when she says she feels a net benefit, but I personally have not yet felt a net benefit. Mm. Um, So I was telling Kyle, I actually hope this particular (laughs) challenge fails because... I want to like dairy. <laughs> I want to go back so, to adding so, dairy to my totally. life. Totally. How does, yeah. what does Tate say? Like what's her take on how she feels? Well, back in the day, so she's almost 18 now. She started this when she was, I think not quite 16, but almost 16. Um, maybe. I don't really know. I'm just guessing. Um, so it's about two years. Uh, she was having skin issues common among adolescents and it cleared up her skin really pretty remarkably. She stopped feeling some of the brain fog that she was continually having. And she said that she wasn't feeling as bloated and she just had more energy. So for her, the net benefit totally outweighed the cost of not eating dairy. So for her, and and she wasn't quite like a, a cheesemonger as maybe I am. Um, and so she's been able, like, I don't know, two years in now, she doesn't think about it. So if we like go out to eat and we go to an ice cream shop, she'll get either like some kind of sorbet or nothing and she's fine. So I don't know. To me, part of this challenge is this idea of like, I can do hard things for 30 days. <laughs> I can manage this. So two weeks yeah. in, I don't love it, but there you go. Um, February, I'm going to do 30 days. Well, what? 28 days of um, a 5 a.m. wake up. I've been curious about waking up. I mean, I tend to wake up at about 6 a.m. anyway, so this isn't a huge change, but 5 a.m. is enough to feel a difference, I think, um, when it comes to maybe some stuff I want to get done and some alone time mm. I want to have and perhaps my mood and perhaps my my sleep cycles. I, I kind of ebb and flow on my quality of sleep, and I've been hearing that those who wake up earlier – sleep better overall. And so I'm curious if that'll improve my sleep. But you're kind of an early bird too, right? Yeah, I get up in the five o'clock hour pretty much yeah. every day. Okay. Um, I typically set my alarm for five and get up at 5.15. And I, uh-huh. I I find that that, you know, hour and 30 minutes that I have by myself before everybody kind of starts getting up and getting ready for school is like an absolute game changer. Sure. Just for my my own... Yeah, my own yeah. personal time, my spiritual time, my processing yeah. time. It's it's even if I just sit there and do nothing. Yeah. It's really beneficial. Well, you know, I already get about half an hour and it always goes by way too fast. So to me, just the thought of having a little bit more time to myself sounds golden. Now, I will say for yeah. listeners who are intrigued, you and I are in a stage of life where our youngest are already in I guess minor in middle school. I don't know how old Titus is. I can't remember. Is he middle school? Yeah. No, he's in elementary, but I mean, no. he's in fifth grade, so he's on his right. way. So we don't have like babies and we don't have toddlers. So, you know, don't beat yourself up if if you need more sleep and 5 a.m. sounds like torture because I've been there before. So um, that's my February. My March is a no buy month. And I've done I've done a Lent of no buy, meaning like I only buy 
uh, groceries and pay our bills. Basically, no excess yeah. anything. And it was fantastic. Yeah. It was a game changer. I really, really liked the the what it did inwardly so much more than I mean, yeah, yeah, it was great for our accounts, but the inward change was huge. So I'm going to do 31 days of no buy in March. Um, and I will probably talk about that one a little bit more once that happens, because it's interesting how suddenly you find yourself wanting to buy stuff that you normally did not have any interest in buying before, but because you told yourself you're not going to buy it, you know, it's that idea of like, if you, if you're going to make a purchase, wait 24 hours. And then it turns out you probably didn't want it anyway. Cause you forget what it is. Yeah. It, it's like yeah. that, but on for a whole month. Um, April, I'm going to, oh, this is the big one. This is the one I'm wondering how I'm going to handle this. Um, April, I'm going to do no smartphone for 30 days. So, Holy crap. Um, you and I are watchers of uh, Wheezy Waiter, that YouTube channel. And I don't know if you saw that Craig oh, is doing yes. a year of no smartphone. And I've, yes. I know of other people. There's someone else I, I follow on Patreon. She's doing a no smartphone. I get it. I 100% get it. I would be, I don't want to say I'm nervous to go a year without it. I'm just literally not sure it's literally possible. Like when it comes to some of my work commitments and some of my needs just to navigate our 21st century life. I know people who have completely gone off smartphone, 100%. Um, They don't use one. They use a light phone or an old, uh, you know, the the old push button phones or whatever. Um, The only drawback for a lot of that is is text messaging right because you can do so much on your computer you can text on your computer too for that matter but you can do so much on your computer now um Mm -hmm. but i think for me i i do so much of my work on text that i would have to have something that i could text pretty quickly on but if if i could get that device and i didn't ever have to be on social media for publishing 100 percent, i would ditch my smartphone i hate it well, so, you know, I'm already not on mine a ton. And I, I've sort of downgraded mine to where it acts dumb phone-ish. And of course, I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on a lot of places where you mostly access it via smartphone. So I feel the net benefit of not just having, notif- you know, I don't have any notifications, um, yeah. not even texts. But um, my biggest concerns are maps, like navigation, and um, I don't think I'm going to be traveling in April. That's one of the reasons I picked that month because travel, I don't quite understand how it would work, you know. Um, but also for me, audio stuff. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and that's just how I get a lot of reading done. I read a lot via audio. So have you looked, have you looked at the light phone? I've looked at the light phone, the wise phone, the pinwheel, the there's like five different versions. So there's a lot. Now, so this is not a plug for any particular brand because we are unsponsored, although I think we would both be happy to try this out on a sponsorship if anybody wants to sponsor. Yep. Sponsor us, but my understanding was that the newer light phone, they were going to give some limited app functionality. So you could do things like listen to a book yeah. or music or use a map or a call for an Uber. Mm -hmm. So like, um, I'm not quite sure what the light phone situation is, but I know wise phone, like I actually talked to their team because I was so curious about this. And with the wise phone, it's, it's being like, it's going to be developed. It's just not out yet. So once they have that out, I would be super open to just switching over. Um, Because I'm, those are really the only things that I want to use. Now the, the pinwheel is a phone that's, officially for like preteens but 
they have a limited app store. So it's smartphone-ish still, but they just have um, a very small app store, but things like mm. Audible is on it. Um, I checked. It's like literally all but one app that I use is on the pinwheel collection of, you know, apps. So I would head maybe in that direction. I don't know yet. So my son, my middle guy over the Christmas break, he doesn't mind me saying this because he has told this to everybody. Um, he fell on a river when he was on a walk and it killed his phone. Poor guy. Um, he said it was very like the way he describes it. It's funny. So he's he's great with it. Um, so he hasn't he said he didn't want a new phone. Like he said, I want to see if I can go without a phone. He hasn't had one in maybe a month now, maybe three three weeks to a month. And he said he doesn't miss it. I I miss him having one when I need to text him, but otherwise that's it. And so what I might do in April, if he still doesn't have a phone is I'll get one of those pinwheel type phones. And if I like it after 30 days, I'll give him that one and then I'll proceed. So anyway, more on that soon. I don't want to. I'm I'm super excited to talk about that. And I would love to, I don't know, maybe we can find somebody from one of those companies to come talk about it because I mean, even when I look at, I've I spent a lot of time over the years contemplating the light phone, um, <laughs> even just the layout of it, how it's black and white. Um, yeah. You know, it's that like e-ink type technology yep. that I really love. Right. Um, it still gives you some of the functionalities, the app functionalities that you need. And that, something like that, I feel like, could set a whole lot of people free. And in fact... I, we should probably beep out her name, but I was talking to today, our mutual friend, mm-hmm. and um, we were discussing uh, texting about an article that just came out hmm. um, where uh, in Cal- it's a California lawsuit, which should surprise nobody from California or any attorneys who listen, um, that a group of people have filed class action lawsuits against the social media companies claiming that they are addictive um, mm-hmm. and they want to couch it in terms of kid addiction. Yeah. But what nobody is saying is, Hey, this is just as addictive to adults too. And we need to make 100%. some changes and, and has made some legit changes. Uh, she announced yesterday on social media that she was done with all social media period. Mm-hmm. And I think some of these phones, whether it's the wise phone or pinwheel or light phone or whatever, I think some of these phones could really actually be, breakthrough and helping us take control of like when and where we use social yep. media. hundred um, percent. Yep. I'd be a big fan of that. So I'm, I'm excited for that challenge. We'll, we'll revisit that yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I will say however many months in to not being on Instagram four or five months, I don't miss it at all. I forget it exists. And um, I'm just on Twitter just a few times a week and it's been great. So um, I'm excited yeah. about that. That Yeah. I, I found I found after my extended period off social media that I use it far less now. I still use it some. I use it far less. I post far less. I'm on it far Mm -hmm. less. Um, And I don't don't miss it either. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. Um, May. This sounds weird, but I'm going to do cold showers. I like cold showers-ish. I I like ish cold showers, but I was reading – I, I've been intrigued by this habit for years now. Um, you know, the benefits of cold water plunges and, you know, what it does to your insides and outsides and all that good stuff. So clearly I am picking a month that's doable for that May. Um, by the time, I mean, it's like, 
you know, high of 90 here, at least um, by May. So it's no problem. I take cold, I take tepid showers starting in May anyway, and pretty much till October. So it's not a big deal. I, it almost kind of feels cheatery, but I am going to do the cold shower thing. When I see people on YouTube doing it that live in like Wisconsin, all power to you. I mean, God bless you. That is not this. Um, but I just want to see what it's like. I'm going to see, you know, I'm going to dig into the science and see if it's worth it, worth all the hype. There's I think I think for me, it. I'd be down to try like a cold plunge experiment. I don't know about the mm-hmm. cold shower thing. That feels different yeah. somehow. I know. Kyle hates this idea. Like he he hates cold water so much. For being an Oregonian, he hates getting cold. Um, June, I'm going to join you in no sugar. So I won't get into that too much. I'm sure we can explore that later. Um, but we all know why that's good for us. Um, July, I'm taking off. So I mentioned 10 months out of 12. July is when I go offline anyway. And so I'm just going to give myself a break. Like the, I, I'm i all for these experiments, but I'm also not a machine. You know, I'm a person. Yeah. We'll be traveling. Yeah. We'll be living life. I'm going to just relax in July. August, I'm going to do a month of morning pages. You know what those are? I feel like we oh, talked yeah. about this. Absolutely. I used to do them pretty regularly. It's been a long time since I'm, I've done them habitually, but I just want to dust that back off and see if it's actually helpful to do them daily or if it's just sort of great in theory, but not worth the effort. We'll see. Yeah. September, I'm doing no meat. Um, that's like the no dairy. I hope it actually fails miserably because <laughs> I like meat. Um but I am curious if that'll at least help maybe eat less meat afterwards. You know, we'll see. Yeah. You know, I did that for a season. I I was vegetarian for a very, very long season. What's Um, long? I didn't know this. Yeah. I mean, probably a year and a half or two. Um, Really? Before I started actually adding Mm -hmm. more weight to my exercise regime and I would eat meat. Like if somebody served it to me or whatever, but it was a long time that I tried not to eat a lot of meat. And, um, I felt a lot, it, it actually was much better for my body. The hard part is if you're trying to eat a lot of protein, it gets really hard yeah. really fast. So I'll be That's my main concern. That. I, I, my main concern is that I, you know, I eat intermittent fasting already. I don't eat till about 11 a.m. And I started off with protein every time. And then yeah. I eat, you know, I really try to make sure I get protein in every meal and all that. So I'm going to have to figure out how to do that. Um, yeah. But we got yeah. time. That's not till later in the year. Um, October, I'm doing a thing called, well, d- there's a woman named Courtney Carver online. I don't know if you've seen her, but she um, started this thing about 10 years ago called Project 33. And what she advocates for is this idea of only having 33 items in your closet. And she does this seasonally. So she has like a winter mm-hmm. closet of 33 items and then changes it out in the summer or whatever, what have you. So it's not like 33 items total that she owns, yeah. but she only has access to that. I'm going to do a month of something related to that. When I just did a quick count, I actually realized that's not hard for me. I, I kind of live in yeah. jeans and a t-shirt and I live in a mild climate. So I might make it a, a little harder, maybe like 20 items. She includes yeah. jewelry. She includes accessories like sunglasses even. So we're not just talking 10 shirts and 10 pants. I mean, it's like everything, your shoes, I think everything but your underwear and your pajamas or something. I forget what, but um, I'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But I'm going to do some sort of really pared down wardrobe. One of my favorite things about our trip around the world was living out of a backpack. And that was one of the things I thought I would hate, but it turned out I loved that. I loved having like three t-shirts 
and just having to pick from those. I miss that actually. So this is my way of kind of recreating that in real life and seeing if I can do it. So, um, November, I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do, I'm, I'm torn between two. I'm going to just name the one I, I, you know, reserve the right to change. I'm going to do no, no TV or movies. So obviously I can't do no screens as a writer, but I'm going to do no like entertainment, screen entertainment for a month. Hmm. Um, I'm going to just see if I say, if there's stuff that I truly don't miss or, you know, if I net, I gain better sleep or more time or what have you, but I don't know. It's not a huge problem in my life. That's why I hesitate. Like I don't watch a ton. I, I do other things, but, um, that is kind of a default, just easy thing to do at night when you're exhausted. And I'm curious if I would just maybe go to bed instead or (laughs) read a book or do something else. Um, and then December I'm doing, I'm, I'm either going to not do anything in December, like I did in July or repeat something. Like if I really liked something, I might just do it again, but that's my, my year. So 10 challenges. Maybe your challenge, um, your challenge for December should be, gorge on everything that you didn't do for a month and see how you feel. Yeah. Just stare at my, my phone, buy everything off of it. All the time. Yeah. It's Christmas. It's Advent season. So it's perfect time to shop for everyone. Eat all the sugar. That's right. Use up all the hot water. Take the longest hot showers known to man. Wake up super late. Do all the things. It'll be great. I'll be fun to live with. Uh, I think this is yeah, a good I idea. Tell, tell Kyle that was my suggestion. <laughs> I will. Well, he's listening to this since he's editing it. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know what, what I'll think. By the end of the year, I might think, well, that was great. Never doing that again. Or, you know, I was watching somebody's video today who was talking about the benefit he gets from monthly challenges. He says it's just simply, it's like gamifying his day to day, like to where he actually just has always got something that he's working towards. There's, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer that we're not machines, but at the same time, I don't want to grow complacent. You know, I, I have a tendency to acedia, you know, the noonday devil. And this is kind of a little bit of my way of fighting that, that punk away and, and just seeing, showing myself that I can do a thing, you know, or 10 things in this case. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. I think that's great. I would love to hear if anyone else is doing yeah. either one or 12 challenges or anywhere yeah. in between there uh, this year. I, I'd love to yeah. hear what they are. I'd be curious. I'm sure there's somebody listening that said like, oh, my gosh, I'm a vegetarian. You can totally do a month. And here's why. So, you know, I it, this might sound like nothing to some listeners. And that's fine. This is just what I am, what I know would be good for me. Um, your mileage may vary with whatever it is you plan to do, dear listener. Um, okay, I'm sick of hearing my own voice. So Seth, I want you to <laughs> tell me what's something in your life adding more beauty, even amidst the flu. Well, I have towards I was a little bit of a latecomer uh, to the album, although I really like okay. Adrian Linker. She's in a band called Big Thief. I don't know if you've heard about Big Thief, but no. I probably ran across them the first time in, you know, right right around the Italy-ish time. Um, mm-hmm. Listen to their new album that released last year. It's called Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You, for whatever that mm. is means. Okay. I have no idea what that means. Um, but I listened to that album a good bit, and I liked it. But then I started really, really listening to it over our break. And man, okay. I love that album. And I nice. think it may be the album of the year. So I've really right. gotten into that and it is 
scratching the musical itch that I had all of 2022 that I could not seem to satisfy. So it's really good. They're also going to be in our local, one of our local uh, bars, and I'm trying my best to get tickets, although it's sold out almost immediately. So if I can score some tickets, I'll likely take my wife to go see Big Thief. So that is what is bringing some beauty in my life right now. So what about you? Um, a few days ago, last weekend, season three of All Creatures Great and Small dropped. I know you've heard me talk about the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we rewatched seasons one and two over the Christmas break just to get ourselves ready for this. And it is just as delightful as I had hoped. I I think you guys would love the show. It's very um, wholesome. So it can be seen as sort of saccharine, but it's actually really not. Like when you when you sort of parse out why it's so good, it's wholesomeness, I think speaks to something that those of us in our modern era that are kind of sick of how things are, um, can resonate with. I think it, it speaks to something that's sort of universal in all of us that craves some sort of sense of being home, being surrounded by beauty, living slower, um, living in community among people that know and love you faults and all, all that kind of stuff. It, it gets into all that. So, you know, yes, every episode they've got their hands up animals, butt cause that's what vets do in farm world, but it's not really about that. I mean, it's just sort of, that's the, the scaffolding for really getting into what is it that makes us human and what makes life worth living. So I highly, highly recommend all creatures, great and small. Um, it's a great show. And great book, you know, if you're actually wanting the original, James Harriet's original memoirs are fantastic. So I haven't watched it yet, so maybe I'll have to, maybe I'll have to yeah. take, take a shot. It's really sweet. And I get that it's, it's not edgy at all, but it's, it's worth it. I think if someone listening is needing some sort of like stress reliever, this is the show for you. It's not stressful at all in, in all the right ways. Okay. Awesome. Well, Seth, I hope you feel better. And yeah, me too. Sorry, I'm a little bit of a dull bore, but I promise no. not to be quite so dull or boring the next time we talk. We will be riveting and everyone will be listening on the edge of their seats. That's right. um, so with that in mind, you need to go back to bed. So it's time to wrap this up. You can find this episode as well as all episodes at a drink with a That's also where you can go to help support the show by picking up the next round of drinks. Several of y'all have been doing that and we really, really appreciate it. The show's free for you to listen to, but not free for us to make. So at the cost of just a cup of coffee or a pint, you can help keep it going. Again, that's at a drink with a friend.com, which is also in the show notes of this episode. You can find me and how to connect with me, especially via my newsletter, The Commonplace at tishoxenwriter.com. Seth, where can people find you? They can find me at sethhaines.substack.com. And Tish, I'm yeah. going to throw out a challenge while okay. we're talking about where people can find us. I'm going to challenge our listeners to go out and find somebody that you love, some creator that you love. In 2023, I would love for it to be Tish or me or a drink with a friend. But if it's not, totally fine. If it's someone else, find some creator you you love and uh, go support their work. Subscribe to their newsletter. Subscribe as a paying contributor to their podcast or whatever Mm -hmm. the thing is. Um, You know, do the work of of supporting good art and good writing and good creation that you love this year. 
I love it. Very, very well said. All right. Music for the show is by Kevin McLeod. Editing is by Kyle Oxenreiter. I'm Tish Oxenreiter with Seth Haynes, and we'll be back here with you again before you know it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>